Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. A beautiful good morning. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show and I'm Adol Kozilski. And I'm Fagy Stern. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And we have one of our favorites on the show today, um, Dr. Kassel, that needs no introduction to the Jewish community and to the community at large. We rely on him a lot to uh, share with his incredible wisdom. And we're back with a super-packed show. As always, we'd love you to join the conversation on 34519 or on our SMS or on our Telegram number, 061-895-1019. We've been there before, but we're going to discuss a whole new field, and that is the field of immunology the immune system, understanding how the body's defense uh, systems work. And just before the show, we were um, talking about our age. And uh, Dr. Kassel said he'll, he understands why we have to wish people long life. Well, if you want to have a long life and you want to live to 120, you have to listen to the show. Without further ado, good morning, Dr. Kassel. Morning, Adel. Good morning, Peggy. Pleasure morning. to be back again. And I hope I'll outline some of the most important aspects of long life to you in the course of the next hour. Great. We look forward. So we're giving you the mic, Dr. Kassel. Let's start. Thank you. Well, some of the most important advances in medical science, in fact, probably the most important advance during the last 75 years, has taken place in how the body, in understanding how the body operates in order to defend itself. Defend itself from threats that arise from outside the body and more significantly, how it overcomes threats arising within the body. The threat is always in the form of an antigen, a stimulus which stimulates an antibody reaction. We have already discussed this in detail, and but I'll just rehash it a little bit to remind you. The antibody that gets produced in a person's bone marrow is a tiny protein, which when stimulated by the antigen, which may be a bacteria, it may be a virus, it may be an allergen, it may be a tumor, it may be anything. It doesn't belong in the body and is not welcome the body. The body will then produce an antibody to counteract that antigen. Well, to explain the threats arising outside the body, as I've said, they can be in the form of infections, very serious bacterial or viral infections or ordinary infections, inflammations, which are usually bacterial, in, uh, <clears throat> environmental or even uh, or even allergenic. It embraces all aspects of our life. The most significant advances in the knowledge of our internal intruders arise, and you will see later on the program, is how malignant tumors can be dealt with by the body's defenses and the great advances that have come across in the de last decade or so in the understanding of how malignancy or cancer presents itself to the body. This undoubtedly in the next 
decade will be probably the greatest single factor in extending our lives. Let us briefly summarize the three types of immunity or body defense that can occur. The first type of immunity is what's known as natural immunity. That was present 3,300 years ago when the world's, uh, it, when Adam and Eve were, and the, the, those people were about. Natural immunity is the most stable immunity because the antibodies of natural immunity are either present at birth or stimulated naturally and to all intents and purposes protect the individual on a lifelong basis. That's your most stable form of immunity. And this is why our grandmothers took us to a child with chickenpox to make us get chickenpox so that we would be protected from chickenpox and never got chickenpox again in our lives. The most stable immunity is natural immunity. But unfortunately, it has been shown that with advancing age, this immunity may wane or become a little bit defective. And the naturally produced antibodies undoubtedly start to wane over the age of 80. And this has led to the third part of this talk, the enhanced antibody or the augmented antibody. I will go on to the second type of immunity, induced immunity. Induced immunity was one of the most groundbreaking developments of the last century with the introduction of vaccines. Here the antigen which produces the antibody reaction is in the form of an attenuated virus or bacteria which has been rendered non-virulent and has been used to stimulate the individual's bone marrow to produce an antibody which will come into play when the invading organism enters the body. This is the basis of the understanding of how induced immunity or vaccination operates in some of the most significant diseases known to mankind, namely smallpox, tuberculosis, polio, measles, diphtheria, meningitis, to name just a few, where the introduction of these vaccines on a protective basis with protective antibodies have significantly reduced the mortality and what's more important, the morbidity from these serious illnesses. We no longer see paralysis with polio. But the initial excitement that followed the introduction of the smallpox vaccine was short-lived by the fact that to this day, the smallpox vaccine, it was both the first vaccine and is still the only vaccine that has completely eradicated the disease. In all the other cases of viral and bacterial infections where vaccines have been introduced, it's been found that viruses mutate. They change their form. Bacteria do the same thing and they become resistant to the particular vaccine which we've used to protect them. And these vaccines have to be 
the Green Modeling Files and reprogrammed. And that is why you periodically get messages from the Department of Health, revaccinate your child against polio, revaccinate your child against measles, revaccinate your child against the killer diseases to negate the resistance that has arisen and produce a more effective version of the vaccine. In this way, Baruch Hashem, more virulent virus types of illnesses such as polio and measles have been overcome and kept under control by modifying the original vaccines. We dread the day when this may not become possible and we may not be able to have a vaccine that does this. It is important to... Sorry, if we could just wait uh, one moment, because we do have to go for a break. We are speaking to Dr. Castle. We are starting to understand again, just getting a recap on actually previous shows where we've discussed the immune system. Um, after our break, we are going to go into the third part, which is going to actually be quite fascinating. Please join the conversation. 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking to Dr. Kassel and we are again understanding our immune system, which really had a, a, a platform during COVID. Um, suddenly everybody realized that they had to look after the immune system and what our immune system played. But now we're going to understand much more what um, advances we have 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 attained in the modern world and how that indeed is going to change our lives, Dr. Kassel. One final point before we go on to the enhanced antibody is the understanding of how the important use of a vaccine is in the control of a, a, a pandemic. Now, what is a pandemic? A pandemic is defined as a spreading infection with a number of susceptible people, in other words, the antibodies are too low, exceeds 80%. The great pandemics of the last century have been, well, the greatest one is the last one, COVID-19 pandemic. It was calculated that the susceptible people exceeded 80%. They didn't have sufficient antibodies. So a vaccine had to be urgently produced against this virus. It may have been produced inadvertently in a laboratory in China where they were trying to produce a vaccine like this, the Wuhan laboratory, and it may have broken loose like the genie jumping out of the bottle and starting, <laughs> to, starting to affect the whole world. But we won't get into that argument over here. The vaccine used in the pandemic was justified and it saved millions, uh, hundreds if not millions of lives, but we'll leave it at that. We come on to the most exciting aspect of the talk, which is the enhanced antibody. People for a long time realized that you had antibodies, they were natural, you could introduce vaccines which augmented those antibodies. But how did you actually overcome the deficiency of antibody? 
The work started in about 1978, and it was called the monoclonal antibody. That's what an artificial antibody produced in the laboratory and reintroduced into the patient is used to boost the specific immunity needed to deal with a particular antigen. Examples of enhanced antibodies are many. The first major example was the West African monoclonal antibody caused in Ebola virus infection. Let me first make it a little clearer to you of what we mean by monoclonal antibody. A monoclonal antibody is a, pro- is a protein made in the laboratory which matches exactly the patient's own immune system antibody, which he has produced against the disease or the unwanted intruder. It is an exact replica or clone of the natural antibody. The technique of doing this is to take a specimen of blood in which the patient's own natural antibody is present but too low, take the blood out, clone these antibodies in the laboratory with an artificial protein substance so that they are identical to the depleted antibodies and these cloned antibodies are then replicated in the laboratory thousands and thousands of times to maximum levels and reintroduced into the body to boost its own immune response. And by enhancing the level of depleted antibody, we therefore produce a more effective immune system in this respect. The amazing results of this enhanced antibody were first made known when the Ebola virus outbreak broke out in West Africa in somewhere in the 1970s. Ebola virus was an infection that produced 100% mortality with hemorrhage. Nobody really survived it. Two American doctors who were spending medical specialists in West Africa contracted the disease. They were immediately flown back to Washington where their serum was taken, their antibodies were cloned, they were reintroduced into the patients and they recovered dramatically. Can I ask you a question there? Is it that they are reintroducing um, the antigens as a whole or that you can be specific on the disease that you're trying to fight? So what am I understanding that you're saying that they had just a depleted immune system at the end. It didn't matter what, what it is that they were fighting. Well, it, it's it's a depleted immune system for those antibodies. You're going to see it later on in my presentation. Your immune system can be depleted for bee stings. It can be depleted for allergies. It can be depleted for cancerous tumors. For instance, to answer your question, the Lancet magazine about 20 years ago, published an article saying that if they did post-mortems on patients over 90 years of age who died of accidental causes, not diseases, 
and they dissected those organs. In those organs, they found the spleen, the liver, the lung, the pancreas, the brain. They found tiny little tumors, tiny little cancers, all kept under control. Why the way they were kept under control? Because your own body produced its own natural anti-cancer, anti-tumor, antibody. And today, the big theory, not theory, it's a fact of cancer, is that when this antibody becomes low, then your tumor starts to grow, it starts to spread, it starts to metastasize. But I'm jumping the gun now. This is the second part of my talk. It just answers your question. So your antigen that gets produced can be an antigen in any form. It can be an antigen in the form of a virus. It can be an antigen in the form of bacteria. Your so-called killer bacteria that have arisen in the ICUs now, that have become resistant to all antibiotics, the doctors throw up their hands in despair and say you've got a killer bacteria. It's resistant to everything. Maybe enhanced antibody will help because the antibodies have become too low. That's why the killer bacteria is operating. Let me go on. This has led to the use of enhanced monoclonal antibody in some bacterial infections that have become resistant to conventional therapy. It has also led to the use of anti enhanced antibody in intractable inflammatory conditions, such as those caused by flesh-eating bacteria, and more recently it has been used in the therapy of the immune diseases, osteoarthritis. Very significantly, enhanced antibody is being used and related autoimmune disorders. But interestingly enough, the actual cure for the immune disease, which is paramount to them all, lupus erythematosus, as the cure has not yet been found. It lies in the production of antibodies. But because lupus erythematosus is uh, a disease that infects, uh, affects multiple organs, the kidney, the red blood cells, the platelets, and everywhere, you cannot use a monoclonal antibody. It has to be a polyclonal antibody. And that is the research which is ongoing at the moment. Eventually, the cure for leukosemidosis will come. But in my opinion, one of the most exciting applications of enhanced monoclonal antibody has been reserved for the adjunct therapy in dealing with some of our malignant cancers. The understanding is that when a mass or tumor arises in your body, its development and spread, and even its obliteration, is controlled by your own anti-tumor antibody. And the current theory is that when this anti-tumor antibody falls below certain levels, it may fail to control or, or obliterate the tumor. It might even allow the tumor to rise, to, to, to enlarge and spread. And interestingly enough, this anti-tumor antibody can become depleted with advancing age. 
A very eminent scientist once said, if you lived long enough, your whole body would turn malignant. Your whole body would go cancerous because you haven't got the protective antibodies. There are also other factors that you're well aware of that can cause the spread of cancer. And these are all beginning to tie up radiation, which can affect your anti-tumor antibody, lifestyle, envir environment, certain factors in the diet. 70% of gastric cancers are caused by uh, strong spices and, uh, and, and foods that are ingested by the body, which may affect your anti-tumor antibody. And so the list goes on. Now, I'm not, before the oncologists jump on me for saying this, I am not knocking the classic forms of cancer therapy which exist today. These include surgery, radiotherapy, and drug therapy. But what is becoming more and more prevalent, and because our scientists, our oncologists here in South Africa, or up to date with the rest of the world, these remain the main forms of treatment. But a valuable for new form of treatment started off initially in the Sloan Kettling Institute in America, and surprisingly enough, in that much maligned country, Israel. They found that uh, the, uh, the BRCA gene type of breast cancer that occurs in Ashkenazi Jews, the antibody to that is, e is very easily re reproduced in, the, in, in a laboratory. And in cases of BRCA gene cancer in Ashkenazi Jewish women who had been treated, they augmented the therapy of surgery, radiotherapy, and chemotherapy with monoclonal antibody, and lo and behold, not only the tumor disappeared, but the metastases, the secondaries, the brain secondaries, all disappeared. This is well-documented work. So it's an exciting new field, but I know what question you're going to ask me. <laughs> I don't um, know. Yeah. I, I'm trying yeah. to understand, I'm trying to understand the science behind it. So right now, <clears throat> in terms of diseases um, that we are trying to use this immunotherapy on, we only can deal if it's like one disease in one place, and hence we only have monoclonal antigens. Right now, we're not um, at, at, at the place where we, we can create polyclonal antigens. We have created polyclonal antibodies, but I didn't want to make the talk too complicated. There are certain conditions where you can use the polyclonal antibody. But the major condition, lupus erythematosus, which is the breakdown of the immune system completely, where an auto, where the body destroys its kidneys, it destroys its, its joints, it destroys its uh, red blood cells, it destroys its platelets, it destroys its skin, that disease, they haven't yet formed the polyclonal antibody that can be used. And then how do they determine how do they determine the antigen? Obviously, 
they take it from, from they take by taking uh, the blood specimen from the patient that has the condition, and then they basically create that has the that has the real antibody to the antigen. Already, that antibody has been formed. You don't have to determine the antigen. The antibody is there to that antigen. All you've got to do is augment or enhance that antibody. Wow, that is actually quite, quite, quite a, quite a fascinating idea, and I think it it, it, it turns it turns you know the, our our um, normative therapies like on on their head, right? That we can now have in, in a sense an, an injected uh, immune system, a new a new immune system. Yes, yeah. Professor, what do people argue though that you know if you if you want to. Be able to fight off chickenpox. You're injecting someone with chickenpox the same way with COVID nineteen. You know, if someone, then what would be no, wrong not, with vaccination that has that natural immunity, if you want to say, within that vaccination? Now, to answer your question, when you get chickenpox as a natural disease of the child, it's usually a non very virulent type of disease. You scratch yourself, you get a rash. The antigen is the chickenpox virus. You produce chickenpox antibodies that stay in your circulation, usually for the rest of your life. When you vaccinate, and I don't want to enter into this controversy because I'm not a believer in vaccinating people for chickenpox, but there are many people that do vaccinate people for chickenpox. I believe that you should rather get the disease and form natural antibodies. But I'm not saying here that it's wrong to give the chickenpox vaccine. There are people that give the chickenpox vaccine. My problem with it is that if you don't get chickenpox as a child and develop natural immunity, you subsequently will have your immunity waning as an adult. And everybody knows that chickenpox as an adult can be a fatal disease. So unless you're going to keep on revaccinating yourself with chickenpox vaccine, rather get the natural disease as our bulbous have taught. Okay, we're talking to Dr. Kassel. I have about another 120 <laughs> questions, but time is running away from us, so we're going to go for a quick break when we get back. If you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You Show. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You Show with Adol Kasulski and Fagy Stern. We're talking to Dr. Kassel. We're understanding our immune system. We're understanding the new field of immunology. So one of the questions, Dr. Kassel, um, in one way, and I'm, I'm trying to understand it, and I, I, I do appreciate your, your position that it's better to get natural immunity that remains there for life um, in a case like chickenpox, okay, um, as opposed to vaccinating. But if it and then and then you're saying the reason why you're against against it is that you know when you inject it doesn't stay there forever and ever. So then if we take that and derive it with uh, cancer, would a person who um, does well on immunology um, and their 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 tumors disappear because they've now had a boost in the immune system, does it mean that they have to constantly go for top up vaccinations? because somehow their immune system is deficient in whatever way and it doesn't have the memory of now keeping it for life. Yes, you're right. And first of all, we, before I answer your question, you must realize from this conversation 
that we haven't here today discovered the cure for cancer. So don't go away from this talk thinking that it's all very simple. You can go into a doctor's room, simply get an enhanced antibody, get to destroy your cancer. So far, there is only one cancer in the world that's known to respond to enhanced antibody. The other one was discovered by accident. When the Moderna vaccine was produced and used in America, it was routinely given to everybody in the community. And by accident, 16 patients suffering from cancer of the pancreas happened to get the Moderna vaccine. Eight of them went into complete remission and are still in remission from the Moderna vaccine. So obviously the antibody that has been produced for COVID-19 and the Moderna vaccine is also the antibody that controls cancer of the pancreas. It's amazing that this could have been discovered accidentally, but don't get too excited about what I'm saying. The, the, The audience mustn't get too excited. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden we found the answer to cancer. We're on the way to finding the answer. We are going to develop. Uh, recently, there were, there were patients in South Africa who were treated for cancer of the lung with monoclonal antibody, and they did quite well. They had an increased survival. So likewise, these monoclonal antibodies will be cloned for cancer of the brain, cancer of the gastrointestinal tract, but it's in its infancy. And that is how, because we're running out of time, uh, this is how I want to conclude. We look forward to the day when a 100% cloned antibody will obliterate all our dangerous tumors and also control many of the intractable infective and inflammatory diseases, as well as the autoimmune diseases. It's a lost field where we can use our natural antibody, which we had at the time of birth, enhance that antibody to whatever disease has overtaken us and control it. It's a vast field. And with advancing medical knowledge, the seeming impossible is starting to become possible. And the use of monoclonal antibody will become a vital factor in enhancing the body's ability to protect itself. This is one of the most exciting advances in the field of medical research and will obviously take pride of place in the next couple of decades. That's the talk. Quite, quite unbelievably fascinating. I've got a question back on our natural immunity. Um, Why is it, like, how does it change your immune system, let's go back to the chickenpox story. So I, I caught chickenpox when I was young. My body then creates this antibody and it never forgets it. How, how does it never forget it? Like surely your, 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 your cells are generating however long it, it takes to generate new red blood cells and white blood cells and whatever have you. How does it well, remain there forever? Surely well, the No. Yes, you get coxsackie. Years, years later, it will come up in your blood that you have coxsackie. If you have, you know, hep- hep- it will come up in your blood years later that you had it once upon a time. Those antibodies will be present for life. 
And when you get chickenpox or get attacked by the virus, those antibodies, natural antibodies, will replicate in your body and they'll counter the disease. They're natural antibodies. I'm saying, how are they memorized in the immune system? Or are they just floating around there? Is it a protein that's floating around? They they like guards standing in a in a in a building with weapons waiting for something to attack the building, and when something attacks the building, they either jump out or fire from the building and get rid of the chickenpox. You try to do the same thing with a vaccine, but the the in, induced immunity is not the same as a natural immunity. Because induced immunity can change with the mutations of the chickenpox virus. Your natural immunity doesn't change. The oh, so that's what, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to get at, is that there, there must be something. Artificial. No, no, there's something in the natural immunity that's coded that we don't understand, that once we get the chickenpox, chickenpox is there for life. Whereas if you yeah, get right. chickenpox, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be immune for life. Think of it this way. The world has been in existence for goodness knows how long. For the last 3,300 years or, or close to it, we have managed without antibiotics, we have managed without vaccines, and funnily enough, people stayed alive. How did they stay alive? They stayed alive with their natural antibody. We have probably gone about doing our best to destroy this natural immunity or to replace it with our own artificial immunities, which are not as effective. They wane, they disappear, they fail to deal with mutations, and therefore you have to constantly keep boosting this induced immunity. Induced immunity is not the same as natural immunity. What you're saying, Adel, is quite correct. When your body programs itself to naturally produce an antibody, this is far more effective than any other antibody. Very, very interesting. We are talking to Dr. Cussell. We've got a couple of minutes left. If you still have a question or a comment, 34519 is our SMS line, 061895-1019, our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adel Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Castle, we've got one last question, and I'm, I'm, we're just discussing it now. There's got to be um, also the component, the genetic component to the immune system, meaning that certain families have a strain um, of 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 immunity that may be stronger in one mm. one family as opposed to another. For example, going to the BRCA gene, you know, why yeah. is particularly Ashkenazi women, you know, they have a problem with the BRCA gene and their immune system is compromised, whereas perhaps in another, you know, uh, population, you won't really see that. So I'm sure they'd have to unlock the key also to the genetic variation of, of a person's immune system. Absolutely, you're completely right. Completely right. Uh, the, the genetic influence is tremendously important. But what you've got to realize, and this is the concluding uh, thing to take away from this, you've got to realize that not all antibodies are the same, and certainly not an- not all antigens remain the same. Antigens 
change. A virus mutates. It alters its form. And therefore, you have to modify the vaccine that you're using or modify the antibody or modify the enhanced antibody. Some of these conditions, some of these immunities wane quicker uh, wane quicker than others. Chickenpox, naturally acquired chickenpox, tends to give immunity that lasts forever. Cancer antibody, as we've already seen from studies that, have done, that were done on uh, people that died over the age of 80 or 90, the cancer antibody may start to become depleted in your body. And this is the start of the malignant process. So the understanding of this is really in its, you could say, in its infancy. There's much, much research that needs to be done uh, and much uh, and will certainly understand, some of us that will be there to understand it, that when we wish a person long life, it means long life with health, with natural antibodies, with a good immune system, that's what we're really wishing them. That's and to that, we're going to say amen by amen. Thank you very much, Dr. Kassel, for all your wisdom, your understanding, and the explanation that you give, um, you know, so layman can understand. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show. If you'd like us to discuss a topic, please send an email to info at chaifm.com. Um, both Faggy and I are committed to, you know, broadening our knowledge and broadening yours. Also, if you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, can as well. We just, you know, put information out on a daily basis as admin run. You can leave it on silent, read it when you want, just tidbits on how to live a healthier life so that you can have indeed a long life. Send your name and your uh, cell phone number to, uh, uh, to, to info, info at, at chaifm.com. This is Chaia, Chaia FM 101.9.